Welcome to Sleep Cues, the everything baby sleep podcast. I'm Erin, pediatric sleep consultant and founder of The Happy Sleep Company. From catnaps to night wakes and regressions to teething, we cover all things baby sleep. With a passion for children's sleep, we're here to help tired families get healthy rest. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Sleep Cues, the everything baby sleep podcast. It's Q&A Tuesday. Let's do an overhaul of this week's top five questions. We've got newborn napping, we've got travel, we've got scheduling, we've got all the things. And I can almost guarantee that there's going to be a question in here that every one of you is going to resonate with and has just gone through or is about to go through or is going through as we speak. And so let's just dive in and talk about all the things baby sleep today on Q&A Tuesday. First question is that one I promised about the newborn and the short naps. How do I get my 12-week-old to nap for longer than 20 minutes? There's a few things we have to talk about here. First of all, it's very, very normal for young infants to have short naps. It's actually very common that a lot of babies have mostly short naps until they are close to about four and a half to five months of age. So if your 12-week-old is still having short naps, you might be doing all of the quote-unquote right things, but you might still see them having short naps because they're just not developmentally ready to have longer naps to consolidate their daytime sleep into those longer daytime rests just yet. And we do usually see this start to happen around four and a half to five months, assuming you also have all of the other good stuff in place when it comes to setting your child up for nap success. And those things are maintaining proper wake windows, making sure your baby isn't overtired at nap time, and also setting up a really sleep conducive environment, nice and dark, nice and quiet, no distractions, and trying to avoid sleep props meaning rocking to sleep, feeding to sleep, replacing the pacifier to go to sleep. Those things all get your baby to go to sleep, but they also often keep your baby from learning how to fall asleep on their own. And if they can't fall to sleep without those things, they often can't fall back to sleep without those things. And so you'll see 20, 30, 40 minutes into a nap, your baby's in a light stage of sleep, They rustle a little bit and then they're fully awake realizing, hey, 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 wait a minute. This isn't where I went to sleep. How did I get in this crib? I was in somebody's arms 20 minutes ago. This isn't how I went to sleep. I had a pacifier in my mouth and now it's over in the corner of the crib and I can't reach it. So this is where we talk about removing sleep props to help your little one learn those independent sleep skills. However, this question came from the mom of a 12-week-old. I don't recommend formal sleep coaching until at least 14 weeks of age when your child is fully out of the newborn stage and more developmentally ready for some more independent sleep practices. So for your 12-week-old to answer this question, there's a few things. Let's set them up for success with a proper room environment. Super, 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 1 million percent dark. Blackout blinds covered by blackout curtains. Use a sound machine on a white noise setting to drown out any external sounds that might be waking them up in a light stage of sleep 20 minutes into their nap. Make sure there aren't a lot of distractions like music playing, twinkly mobiles going, even the bright light of a video monitor shining down into their crib. Cover that up with a little piece of black tape. Make sure the sleep environment is actually conducive to your newborn falling asleep. The next thing we want to think about is their wake window. 
If your 12-week-old is up for more than about an hour to an hour and 15 minutes before you try to put them down for a nap, they are much more likely to have a short nap because they're overtired. So if they've been up for an hour, 45, two hours plus, and then we're going down for a nap and falling asleep, we're likely to wake up shortly into that nap because it's harder for infants to get in and stay in a nice, deep, restful sleep if they're overtired. So really watch those wake windows. And the last thing that I had mentioned previously was sleep props, is the idea of removing the sleep props and teaching your little one more independent sleep skills. I don't know if this mom is using sleep props. We didn't get into that in our DM conversation on Instagram. But at 12 weeks old, if you are using sleep props, if you've gotten into rocking to sleep and feeding to sleep, bouncing to sleep on the yoga ball in that newborn stage, first of all, we all have. We've all been there, or most of us, including me, have been there, where it's just easier in that sometimes tough newborn stage to get your child to sleep however they will go to sleep, even if that means on a breast, on a bottle, in your arms, bouncing on a yoga ball. So that may be what's happened, that we've gotten used to baby falling asleep that way. But now as baby exits the newborn stage and starts having shorter sleep cycles, they're waking up a lot sooner than they used to, having more nighttime wake-ups, having these shorter 20-minute naps, looking for those sleep crutches that they've become quite accustomed to over the last couple of months. Do we want to get rid of these right now? I wouldn't suggest it. I would suggest at 12 weeks, you keep doing what you've been doing. Yes, you're getting short naps, but your baby's having naps. So keep using what works for you right now to get your baby and you some sleep, the best sleep that you can in the healthiest and safest way. Then once your child is fully out of the newborn stage, which I would say is 14 plus weeks, that's where we generally see families have much more success with some form of sleep coaching approach and teaching your little one those more independent sleep skills now that we're out of that newborn stage. So that's what I would work on for now at 12 weeks. If you are getting closer to that 14-week mark, or certainly if you're past it, always feel free to reach out to us at The Happy Sleep Company. You can go to our website, thehappysleepcompany.com. There's a form you can fill out there to schedule a free 20-minute phone consultation with one of the members of our team. One of us will be in touch with you ASAP upon receiving that and set up a phone call with you so we can talk about what an average day is looking like for your child right now. Talk about some initial advice we could give you on some tweaks and changes that might be necessary and helpful. And we can also talk about some support and give you an idea of what our one-on-one support looks like if you think you need some more guided support along your sleep journey. Next question for today. We are going on a trip and we have to wake my 10-month-old up at 2 a.m. for airport travel. How do I manage this day? That's going to be a tough one, mama. All right, quick pause, because what is more important to talk about when it comes to sleep than what we actually sleep on? I want to tell you about my very favorite mattress brand, Obison. Whether we're talking mom and dad, kiddo, or baby, Obison is my go-to for comfort when it comes to your family's sleep surface. You wouldn't want your family to sleep on anything less than the very best, and that starts with the best materials in the world. Obison's mattresses are handcrafted in Canada, and their materials are organic, ethically sourced, and chemical-free. Babies' body temperatures tend to fluctuate while they sleep. Obison's mattresses are breathable and moisture-wicking to help regulate babies' temperature levels throughout the night. 
And Comfort knows no age. So Obison's organic six-inch mattress for kids also features evolving support as your children grow and grow and grow. And when it comes to custom sleep, Obison is all in. That's why in addition to mattresses, they also offer you five distinct pillows with unique designs and different fillings that serve every sleeping style and meet both your toddler's needs and your own as grown-ups. We want your kids sleeping great. Use code HAPPYSLEEPTODDLER at checkout and get $24 off a toddler's shredded rubber pillow for your little one. Head to obison.com and obison.ca and get great sleep started. 2 a.m. That is a tough one, but sometimes it's just unavoidable. We can't schedule flights exactly when we would like to all the time. Basically, what's going to happen is this child is going to need three naps. This is a 10-month-old. I doubt this child normally has three naps in the day at this point. Most 10-month-olds are on a two-nap schedule, but my best advice in this scenario is going to be your child is going to need three naps that day. And to be honest, it might not even feel like three naps. The first nap might just feel like an extension of their nighttime sleep. If you have to wake your child up at two o'clock in the morning to get to the airport, I'm guessing that your flight is probably around 6 a.m. or so by the time you get to the airport and do the requisite wait for your flight. So probably what's going to happen is you're going to get them up and they're going to either fall asleep on the drive to the airport and just extend their nighttime sleep and or they're going to fall asleep in a carrier or a stroller as you roam around the airport and do all of the things you need to do, like check in, go through security, and then just wait at your gate and stroll around. That could be either considered an extension of your child's nighttime sleep, and when they wake up from it, that's the start of their day, or maybe you consider that their first nap, but they are going to need two more naps that day. So It may be fairly easily managed with that sort of idea of extending the nighttime sleep with a stroller or carrier sleep or considering that their first nap of the day, but giving them two more that day as well. The naps, depending on your layovers, might need to happen again in a stroller or a carrier during your layover or might need to happen when you arrive at your destination and you pick up your rental car and drive to your hotel, drive around, get your child a decent nap, try to get a couple of naps in for the rest of the day, and then really try to prioritize getting to your hotel and set up for a proper bedtime. Because no matter what happens, it's going to be a pretty exhausting day of travel for all of you. So the best way to start to come back from this right away is with a proper bedtime. Next question. Hi, Erin. My seven-month-old is having wake windows of about two hours and 15 minutes during the day. She's been taking two long naps, but then there isn't really enough time for a third nap. But there's also too much of a stretch before bedtime. How do I fix this? So first of all, I would give your seven-month-old a little more awake time. Normally, a seven-month-old does well with a couple of hours of awake time in the morning, but then two and a half hours of awake time leading up to their second nap, their third nap, and their bedtime. So I'd probably give them a little more awake time than just two and a quarter hours. However, here's the real crux of this question. She's been taking two long naps, but then there isn't really enough time for a third nap. This is a very common thing that I hear about from parents at this tricky sort of six, seven, eight month age, where if we take two long naps or we sleep in in the morning, there isn't enough time for a third nap, but there's too much awake time without a third nap leading up to bedtime. This is why we cap naps at this age. If you have read our four to 10 month sleep guide, which you can find at thehappysleepcompany.com, you will already know that at seven months, I recommend we cap the first nap and the second nap at an hour and a half. 
because then we have time for a nice little 45 minute cat nap near the end of the day and we get baby to an age appropriate bedtime without being overtired. So we want to save enough time for that third nap at this age and that's why we cap the first two naps at an hour and a half then the last nap. Again, it might just be 30 to 45 minutes, but it gets your child through to their bedtime without being overtired. The next question is about a toddler, a little toddler. My 14 month old will nap for two hours in the morning, but is lately totally refusing his afternoon nap. Does this mean he's ready to drop to just one nap in the day? Probably not. Most children do best with two naps until they're around 16 to 18 months of age. And I very often see if we drop to one nap a day sooner than this, we start to have overnight issues, difficult bedtimes, nighttime wake-ups, early morning wake-ups. Because if your child is 12, 14, 15 months, they probably can't yet handle all the awake time that comes along with a one-nap schedule. Then they're overtired at bedtime, and that can cause all of those things I just described, the night wakes, the early wakes. So, Here's the thing, this 14 month old is napping for two hours in the morning. So it is not surprising to me that he is then totally refusing his afternoon nap. Why? Because he doesn't have enough sleep pressure for his afternoon nap. At this age, a child really only needs about two to three hours of daytime sleep. So if a child has already had those two hours in the morning, he will totally refuse his afternoon nap. The problem is with refusing his afternoon nap, then he's going to be really tired for bedtime. So we want to split it up a little bit. At 14 months, I would recommend, and this goes back to the previous question about capping naps, I would recommend that you cap the morning nap for a child this age at an hour. This gets them some sleep in the morning, but also reserves enough sleep pressure for the afternoon nap. It splits up the daytime sleep in a way that your child doesn't end up being overtired at any point in the day. They have age-appropriate amounts of awake time during the day. They have their two naps, but they have enough sleep pressure to take both naps. So for a child this age, I would cap the morning nap at an hour, and then there is usually enough sleep pressure for their afternoon nap to go well. Final question for today. Hi, Erin. Question. My 10-month-old usually sleeps through the night every night. But last night, for the first time ever, he did something weird. He had good naps in the day, went to bed at a normal time, but then for over an hour in the night, stood up in his crib and babbled and fussed off and on. Then I went in and laid him down and he went back to sleep. What could have caused this? There are a bunch of things that could have caused this. First of all, 10 months is a big age. It's a big age for both cognitive and physical development. You heard a couple of things here. This 10-month-old is standing. He is babbling. So he is doing a lot of physical development. He is probably getting close to walking. He's doing a lot of cognitive development. He's probably getting close to forming words. That's why he's babbling and making noises. He's practicing this in the middle of the night. So that could have been what happened. Your child woke up a little bit and then thought, this seems like a good time to practice my new words. This seems like a good time to practice this new skill of standing in my crib. I think I'm going to do that for the next hour or so. That's really normal at various ages when your child is going through various milestones. But here's the other thing that could have happened. What could have happened is that your 10-month-old is a human being. We all sometimes have tougher nights of sleep than others. You know as an adult that there are some times when you sleep right through the night, if you're a parent who's gotten your child sleeping through the night and now you're able to sleep through the night. But you also know there are times when you wake up a few times during the night and you toss and turn for a minute or two and then you go back to sleep. And more than that, 
You also know there are those instances where you wake up in the night and you're up for an hour or two and it's frustrating and you're tossing and you're turning and you're thinking a lot of thoughts in your head and it's just tough on that night to get back to sleep and you don't really know why, you don't know what happened, you don't know what caused it, but it's human nature. It's normal for human beings to sometimes have off nights. And sometimes I think we forget that our babies aren't just babies, they're little human beings. And just like us, not every night of sleep is a perfectly sound night of sleep. Some nights have a few little disruptions and some nights have one or two big disruptions and that's normal. This 10 month old sounds like a great little sleeper with great little sleep skills and this sounds like one off night and those are going to happen whether he's an infant or a toddler or once he's a grown up. So just remember that our kiddos are human beings too and it's normal for them to have an off night once in a while manage it with consistency, manage it the way you would normally manage sleep, and they'll probably get right back on track the next night or as soon as that little milestone has passed. I hope that was helpful to everyone. That's the top five this week. We covered a lot. I'm sure there was a nugget there that you were able to take out. I hope there was and and pass on to a friend or use for yourself or keep stored away for a milestone or a change that you might go through soon with your little one's sleep to help you keep that sleep on track. Have a great week, everyone. Thanks for listening to Sleep Cues, the everything baby sleep podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, leave a review, and share this episode with a mom or dad who might need some rest. Connect with us on Instagram at The Happy Sleep Company and check out our website, thehappysleepcompany.com for loads of blogs, sleep guides, and information about how we work with families one-on-one to get sleep on track.